My name is Andres Soto, and you're listening to the very first episode of Dialed In. My goal for this podcast is to get to know the mindset of some of the student-athletes here at CSUN. Although my guest today is not a matador, he is someone that young athletes should take advice from if they want to get to the next level. Mark Thomas II is an offensive line coach at A.B. Shepard High School in Chicago, a scout for elite raw talent, and a former teammate of mine at Grandview University. Mark, what's good, man? You're on Dialed In. How are going on? So, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. You're working with elite raw talent, right? Yeah, Ronnie Williams out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, started it about, I want to say, a few years ago. Um, ever since then, man, he's been doing great stuff. I got on board with him a few months ago, and uh, we've been doing nothing but just rocking it. You know what I mean? With the All-Star game, with the sophomore game, the All-American game. We got a few kids from Canada coming through, so it's, it's starting to look good. It's starting to come on up and up, so... Glad to be a part of that. And when you're building something like that from the ground up, how do you go about that? So like you said, it's just a couple years old, and you guys are already having all-star games, having all-American bowls, all that stuff. To be honest, really, it's just all about two things, networking and hustling. Just building connects, just talking to different, whatever's like in your field, you know what I'm saying, like in your profession, like you just have to just network within and then, the second part, like I said, hustle. You just have to grind for whatever you want. You can't. If you say you're going to, you know what I mean, get a million dollars, what are you doing to get that million dollars? Are you just going to sit here and just say that and dream it? Or are you going to actually put yourself in a position to do it and continue to, to get it and get it and get it, you know? What was your reason for kind of jumping on board? And more specifically, what's your reason for helping these young guys out here trying to get a scholarship? I mean, I've always sent, like, guys, I always sent them players. I've always sent different colleges, different players, stuff like that. And I kind of wanted to, I kind of saw what he was doing. And then when I was just kind of just, you know, we, we, we would talk here and there, chit-chat, through via uh, social media. And then once we started to really get into, like, the uh, kind of the meat and potatoes and everything, I'm like, man, I'd love to be a part of something like this, you know. Like, I, I really feel like if you got a good team behind it, it can expand in so many different ways. And for me, I, was, I play offensive line. So I've always been a team-first guy. So I don't need, like, I'm not a guy to come on board and try to do stuff my way. No, like, we can all come to the table, meet, put our, put our heads together, come up with some great ideas, and, man, just make some, just make the most of what we got. So as a recruiting service, what do you look for when, like, guys send you film? When they send you their stats, uh, when you're when you're picking guys like for an All American game or just to send out to another coach, what are you looking for? So like for me, I've always had like this thing. Like I just I ain't gonna say I always. I'm only like 22, about to be 23 in a few weeks. Um, but uh, the things I look for is three types of evaluation, either just from a fan perspective. All American game perspective or a college coach perspective. So a fan perspective is just, oh wow, like he just he looks good and blah 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 blah. That's okay, whatever. All star game evaluation is kind of like for me because everybody else because like because like it's easy for Adidas and Under Armour to get these big name guys because off the rip. To be honest, I'm gonna be real. I don't even think they really do true evaluation. They just go off of how many offers you got. Whereas us, I'm going to watch everything. I'm going to watch how is his footwork, how is he, how is he technical, how is the offensive line, like how, how, 
technical is it with his fundamentals? You know what I mean? Quarterbacks, can he throw a comeback? How is his feet in the pocket? You know what I mean? And, you know, how how is he moving? How is his head? Is his head just moving and looking in one direction? Or is it... Was he truly scanning the field? You know what I mean? It's just certain things like that. And then from a college coach perspective, we need everything as far as from not just the film, but the character from his coaches, the character from his teachers, principal, whoever. Like Everybody's going to be evaluated in this process. So it's not – so kids just think it's just having good film and good grades. Now nah, it's just more, it's more to that, man. It's way more to that. And when you being a, you know what I'm saying, a butthole in class, and that coach come up, Nick Saban come up, or whoever come up, and they, and they talk to your teachers, and they say you've been a butthole in class, they may take your scholarship away. It's all about character. It don't just stop on the field, you know what I mean? It keeps going all around you. And so with that, do you um do you also look at their social media? Is that a big thing? I, that's definitely a big thing. I'm not a college coach, so I, I you know what I mean? I don't take the scholarships away or anything like that, but we see what you like on Twitter. We see what you put up on there. We see everything, man. And it, it can cost you uh, $100,000 a year. You know what I mean? It can cost you a lot of money. So you just got to be very wary of what you put out here on social media. So besides cleaning up social media, what else do you recommend athletes do to like help them get their best foot forward in terms of getting recruited? Um, obviously, stay in the books. Make sure you take the, your your test, your SAT, your ACT, as early as possible. Take it as many take. For those of you who get free reduced lunch, you can take you can get a free waiver on your test score. So you get one free time where you don't have to pay out of pocket to take it. So what I would do is your freshman, sophomore year, start prepping for it and then take it as early as your sophomore year. Instead of just waiting until the last minute your senior year, junior year, and you're trying to rush to take it. No, take it as early as possible. Study for it as early as possible. Get your grades right. Don't go, go, don't go, in your in high school, your freshman year, starting out at a 0.5, get a 3.0, get a 3.5 your freshman year, get a 3.0 your sophomore year, get a 3.0 your junior year, then you get your test scores, you and you good your senior year. Now you can cruise. You will be on cruise control a little bit. You know what I mean? Everybody don't do that. Everybody want to be on cruise control. Want to be the class clown. They freshman year and then. Sometimes they want to cry, you know what I mean? Cry, cry their senior year because they ain't got the grades and they can't do this. And and even in some cases, they don't even graduate. So, you know what I mean? Just drop some jewels on that. And then also, man, uh, getting in the weight room. Getting in the weight room, that's very key. Always stay in the shade, not just lift it once or twice. Like, you got to learn how to work. You got to do sprints for speed and agility, the plyometrics to lifting weights and all that, all that stuff, man. You got to do that every day, every day. And swimming, swimming is another exercise that everybody don't really know about. Swimming, it works out your whole body. I recommend that for my linemen out there and my linebackers that's kind of chubby and got to lose some weight. That's the best way to cut your weight. 
And so I know, like, before you got into Elite Raw Talent, you would also help out junior college guys getting their scholarships, right? Yeah. What are some of the differences you've noticed, or, like, some of the biggest differences you've noticed between high school recruits and junior college recruits? They want it. That's the biggest thing. The kids in junior college want it. For the most part. I'm not going to say all of them want it, because some of them be, you know, slacking sometimes. But for the most part, the kids really want it. Like, they really want it, and they want to get out. Like, you see the hunger. It's a difference, right? I always said this about uh, East St. Louis. I've always talked about East St. Louis everywhere I went. East St. Louis, them kids are bred different than the kids, let's say, I coach, right? So the kids that I coach, like, they're, they're a good group of kids, you know what I mean? Like, they good ball players, but them kids down there, East St. Louis, they want to do, they, they want they want to get out. They want to get out with their circumstances. They want to go play college football. That's why they're so successful year in and year out. You know what I mean? And that's when, like, when I tell high school kids, I'm like, you ain't just going to junior college thinking it's going to be sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, them kids, them dudes in junior college work. I don't care where they, I don't care if it's Mississippi, Kansas, Minnesota. I don't care. Them kids are going to come in and work. And if you don't got that same type of hunger and work ethic, dude, you're, gonna, you're not going to last the whole year. And that's the, the kind of the difference because – like I said, kids nowadays in high school, they don't work like how, how how we did when we was coming up playing ball. They don't they 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 different. They think it's it's just running forties and have asses through through conditioning drills and not showing up to the weight room. If they showing up to the weight room, they ain't putting in the weight. They ain't putting in the time. They ain't doing that. And then the JUCO dudes, they gonna get it by any means, man. They gonna they gonna get it. Them Cali dudes, they gonna get it. They ain't they going in no door. They twelve deep in a, in a two bedroom apartment trying to get it. High school kids don't understand that. They they say they want that, but when they but when it's there, they ain't, they ain't ready for that for the most part, man. So with junior college, I know previously they had this JUCO signing day in November. But recently, they just opened it up past couple years to all uh, student athletes. How do you feel about that? What are your thoughts on like the early signing period? I know it just passed. I think so. I know for football, it's tricky because depending on the program, like say like in Ohio State, like Ohio State can have like twelve guys or some sign like that, but. You got to worry about your guys that's there because you may think your NFL guys that's going to leave, they may they may have to come back for one reason or another. So it's kind of scholarship heavy. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of kind of weigh out scholarships and stuff like that. But, I mean, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, if a kid wants to say, like, he's there, you know what I mean? If he, if he says he's, if he's that committed to, to sign early, then, I mean, more, more, more blessings to him, you know what I'm saying? But... Like I said, I don't have an issue with it, but it, it just comes down to kind of like logistics with the scholarships and stuff like that. It kind of makes it not harder, but it kind of makes the coaches kind of think a little bit like on like who's coming here, who's staying, who's leaving, stuff like that. So, Yeah, do you feel like that puts like more pressure on these programs out there? Say they're having a bad year and they don't have the time anymore to kind of really wait till the offseason and make maybe a coaching change if it comes to that. 
Well, yeah, that's another thing, too, about this early signing day is the, like, coaches get fired. Like, December, that's kind of, like, the worst time to kind of make your judgment. I mean, well, then again, depends on the kid. Like I said, if the kid is there for the coach, then he signed for the wrong reason. But if the kid just loves the school in general, no matter what coach is there, then cool. But like I've always said, like, Coaches got to think, like a program got to think. An athletic department has to think about these kids coming in. You got to make sure, like, your staff is there. Like, the head coach is going to stay and stuff like that. Do you feel that, like, it'll ever take, like, this early signing period, do you feel that it'll ever take away, like, or take kind of the shine away from the regular signing day in February? No. Because to be honest, a lot of kids are still wearing their options. I don't even think a lot of kids really made up their mind. A lot of kids, I don't know, like, kids are different. Kids are different these days. But, yeah, man, I don't think, yeah, it's not going to affect them now because every national signing day we still see it on ESPN from dusk to dawn, you know what I mean? And so finally here, Mark, do you have any final gems to drop, any more knowledge to leave these kids out here with? Talk to your coaches, man. See where the head is at. Because, like I've said, I don't know if you seen my uh, the video I posted on Twitter last night about these coaches out here. I get so many kids on my DMs saying, man, my coach not helping me. My coach not helping me. I'm like, these coaches, well, let me talk to the coaches. These coaches out here, they got y'all got to do a better job. We have to do a better job of setting a standard about academics coming from the jump. Like, don't just have your players come and play for you and they got nothing but bad grades and you just kind of like, oh, well, whatever, okay, you on your own now. Like, no, that, that's that's the wrong mentality. And there's and it's a lot of coaches like that in Chicago, and it's sad because there's a lot of good kids out here that, that just that want to get away, but for some reason they don't have the guidance for that. And that's what I'm here for, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen so many kids... First round talents don't waste their talent because they want to smoke weed and they want to party and go off to college and be something that they wasn't back in Chicago and get in all types of trouble. I man, I'm and I'm I'm tired of hearing the same story over and over again. Like the best I ever was, or the best I never was, shall I say? You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's more to that. We like I said, we are, I mean we can't hold their hand forever, but we have to at least really enforce that. The way we enforce them drills, the way we enforce them to do conditioning drills and all that, we got to do the same thing off the field as well. You know what I'm saying? Drop jewels on them in life, drop jewels on them in our books, study, ACT, SAT, study, and all that stuff, man. We got to do a better job of drilling that in their head all four years. It starts when they're young. If you get a hold of them while they're young, I promise you they'll be successful. No matter the situation, they will be successful. If they want, if they want, if a kid truly wants to get out, he's going to listen to everything you truly have to say. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming in. You're the first guest here on Dialed In. All right, brother, man. Glad to be the first to something, man. Glad to be the first to something. Definitely, bro. Um, always great catching up with you, bro. Absolutely, man. Thank you for listening to the Dialed In Podcast. My name is Andres Soto.